Hello and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. Today we're talking about our favorite podcasts. It's a podcast about podcasts and how they've helped us become better writers, better business people and all round better humans. We think you're going to love this episode because it's packed full of some of iTunes best and we're going to share our tips on how to get the most out of your pudding time. So if you love learning through your ear holes, this show is for you. Hello, and my name is Kate Toon. I'm a copywriter, the founder of the Clever Copywriting School and the recipe for SEO success. With me is my co-host in sunny San Francisco, Belinda Weaver. That's me. I'm Belinda Weaver. I am a copywriter. I'm the founder of Copyright Banners and the Copywriting Masterclass. So today we're talking about podcasts, what we listen to, what we learn from them, and how we use them to grow and improve our businesses. But before we get stuck into that, it's our getting to know you question. We need a jingle for that, Belinda. That would be good. (laughs) Or maybe not. To help you get to know us, we start the show with a quick and personal and possibly irrelevant question. So, Belinda, I'm asking it again because you failed to answer it last time. Uh, who would play you in a movie? No excuses. You have to answer it right now. Yeah, no, I actually, I, I actually thought about this after we did our last pod, and I have chosen the lucky little sausage girl, Isla Fisher. Oh, okay. She's, yeah, and there's a few reasons. She's ginger. Yeah. She's Australian. Yeah. Well, she's British yeah. Australian, and she's funny. Yeah. Um, so I actually had to look up her name because I remember her off Home and Away. Yes. And isn't she married to Borat? Yes. Yes, she is. So, you know, she's been super successful, but that's not why I chose her. It was mostly because she's ginger and she's Australian and she's funny and I wish I was as funny as she was. But, See, but I, who? I was thinking that, that, you know, the lead lady in The Bridesmaids, I don't know what her name is. but I thought Oh, that would Kristen be- someone or other. Yes. Oh, that's usually flattering. Oh, yeah. I'd, ha- I'd have her as well. She's not ginger, but, you know, she could dye her hair. She, she could wear a wig. She would do that to play you in a movie. She would do whatever it took to get that. <laughs> so this is – I'm super intrigued about how who you've chosen. Well, I've chosen who was suggested. She's actually not a movie actress, so it kind of doesn't work. But I've chosen Nigella Lawson because – Nice. I think I think we look a bit alike. We've both got goggly eyes and, and, and big – and, and yeah, and um, she's kind of curvaceous, and she's not she's not that funny. But um, yeah, I think she the other the only other one I had was Kathy Bates, who was in Misery. Do you remember that film? <laughs> somebody once told me I look like her, and it's stayed oh. with me ever since. Yeah, but Kathy Bates is brilliant. Oh, she's awesome. She's awesome. So that is a big compliment, actually. She's not. You know, even Kathy Bates would say she doesn't look that great in that movie. It was kind of deliberate. But anyway, I'll take Kathy Bates uh, anytime. Anyway, uh, that was our silly question. Enough of that. Now into the episode. Uh, and when um, we started talking about uh, doing this podcast, so when Belinda suggested that we do the Hot Coffee podcast, I must admit I'd never actually listened to any of them. I think Belinda <laughs> saw a social media message that I put up saying, I'm going to start a podcast, which is like what I used to do. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. 
I probably would have never got round to it if it wasn't for Belinda. Um, and she was a huge fan. She, I'm talking about you as if you're not here. Um, you were a huge fan of podcasts. I mean, I was keen to do it because it was like the next thing to do. And I'm doing the little fingers in the air. But I wasn't really listening to them. But you've always loved them, haven't you? Well, I, I have to admit, I was probably a bit late to the podcasting party. Um, and I I probably... Yes, I did see a social media post from you when you got your new microphone saying, I'm going to do a podcast. <laughs> and I thought it was kind of something other people did. But then, you know, podding was the new blogging. So, yes, much like you, I thought, well, this is the thing to do. But what I what I love about listening to pods is I found that I didn't have time to read blog posts anymore. Mm. So I was just kind of getting inundated with written content. And although I generally prefer to read um, stuff, like I don't really watch videos, I found podcasts really started to suit my life a whole lot more, especially with a little human. Yeah, I mean, I've always struggled to read blog posts, I think because as writers we're producing so many words that then consuming more can be a bit draining. Um, I watch a lot of TV. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I love movies. I love reality TV. I'm a Netflix addict. Um, but like you, I do these days struggle to sit and, and read for like hours like I used to when I was young because I've just got so many other things going on and I have now become obsessed with podcasts like totes obsessed oh I my been, gift to you <laughs> I know I like uh, recently I um I oiled my dick what <laughs> that. does that get us an explicit rating um, <laughs> I stained my deck my veranda deck um and I, I did all the wood I did the ceiling I screwed things I painted walls took me about five weekends like six or seven hours every weekend and all I did was binge listen to podcasts and I was in heaven, heaven. So, um, and that's some of the ones we're going to go through today. So thank you, Belinda, for the gift of the pod. That's all right. You've repaid it back uh, in in kind because a lot of the pods we're going to be talking about, I'm like, oh, yeah, I started to listen to this one because you recommended it and it's awesome. So favour repaid. Yes. And now Belinda and I have little conversations saying, oh, listen to this one, listen to this one. So um, we're going to share with you today our favourite podcasts and why we love them. Now, not all of these podcasts are business related. So if you're hoping for a list of the best copywriting podcasts, this is not what this is. This is just us. This is the best copywriting podcast, right? It would be such a short list. It would just be this one. Um, no, there are heaps of good copywriting podcasts. But the last thing I want to listen to is a copywriting podcast, let's be honest. Um, so what we've done is mixed in some businessy ones and some creative ones. Anyway, I'll stop talking about what we're going to talk about um, and we can get started. But you, do you listen to many business podcasts, Belinda? Um, at the time when we first started talking about podcasts, yes, I did. I would say predominantly business ones. But what I found is that I go through these cycles where I want lots of um, business info to help energize me and then my brain starts feeling kind of full. So I feel like I suddenly become aware of all the things I'm not doing that I should be doing. And so right now I'm going through a non-business phase with just a few little business ones, but I keep them on my list and I kind of dip in and out of them now. It gives me serious bafomo, which is business fear of missing out. Bafomo. Here, I made that up right now. We're going to use that. But um, 
yeah, listening to them just makes me feel like it makes me anxious. So I don't listen to business ones because it's like, oh, you should start using active campaign rather than MailChimp. And here are five reasons why. It's like, oh, God, no. Um, what I have found with business ones um, is it's good when someone – I was having a particular problem with my business and a lady called Katie Wyatt who has the podcast called The Wellness Entrepreneur said, oh, you must listen to episode 95 of blah, blah, blah. And I just went and listened to that specific episode and it resolved my problem. It was great. And that, so that's good. Like sort of, I couldn't binge listen to a business podcast. I don't think. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm much the same. Like I, well, the one of the ones I mentioned today, I will listen to every episode, but I won't necessarily listen to episodes back to back. Um, other podcasts, I tend to just kind of scan through the headlines and pick and choose the ones that I'm interested in or I think will be relevant. Yeah, that's exactly it. But we'd just like to say that if you would like to binge, listen to the Hot Copy podcast, binge away, binge away. We're more than happy for you to do that. So let's Absolutely. get started with our <laughs> Belinda, you're going first. What is your, what, which one are we going to talk about first? Yeah, this is one I know we both love because you told me that we I both. stole it from you. <laughs> we both had this as the first one we wanted to talk about and Belinda stole it from me. Yeah, I did a, I did an <laughs> AFL bump. Pushed Kate out of the way and said, this one's mine. And it's it's This American Life. Um, and this is basically a story podcast, meaning that like every week there's a theme and there's three or four stories on that theme. Um, it's an American one. It's presented by a guy called Ira Glass. And, you know, it's just really personal, which is why I think I like it. So some of the stories are really light and funny and some of them are really, really serious. So there's an investigative journalism aspect to it. But I like being kind of transported and sucked into these very human stories. And I've actually made it part of my Sunday morning ritual. So I do a dot to dot picture and I listen to This American Life and I I just kind of get taken away like reading a book. So I find it quite relaxing. So, yeah, that's one of my never misses on my podcast, oh. which is why I talked about it first. Yeah, I, I I love This American Life. Is it This American Life or American Life? This American Life. I love it. I love Ira Glass. I love I love I love his little quirks. I like the way sometimes he picks a line out of the episode and says, This is something my mother always said to me. And then he picks some random line. I don't know if you listen to the episode about Yeah, yeah, it's right at the end. <laughs> you know, the one about the son going with his dad to visit the dad's brother and uh that you know they hadn't seen each other for years quite a recent episode and it was like oh, it's just it's just amazing what a great show one that I don't ever want to miss again so I love that show and I highly recommend it and I think why it's great for writers and copywriters to listen to is the stories you know stories really they're really amazing and they give you little insights into aspects of life that you just would not uh, learn about otherwise and there's something about hearing the stories rather than reading them in a newspaper surrounded by lots of horrible stories let's be honest that um I don't know I I, I just adore it I'm lost for words yeah yeah I absolutely agree it's the human elements the storytelling elements it just it sucks me in and it just exposes me to parts of the world and types of people that I would just have no reason to be in contact with otherwise or opportunity to be in contact with yes for sure and the next one that we're going to talk about is one that you've probably all heard of and probably most of you have listened to too and it's serial so serial is a post podcast hosted by sarah koenig um, and it's a spin-off from this american life um so again it's an investigative i can't say that investigative 
journalism-style podcast where Koenig kind of narrates a non-fiction story over multiple episodes. Hugely popular. You know, it's been at number one in the podcast list for years and years. And Series 1 um, investigated the murder of Heyman Lee and whether and kind of looked into whether or not her ex-boyfriend, Adnan Masood, was guilty. He was found guilty in 2000 and is still in prison. Um, series 2 is quite different. It was uh, looking at um, Sergeant Bo Bergdahl, who was an American soldier, um, who was held for five years by the Taliban and then charged with desertion. Um, now... I love this because it's a serial, so it has that whole cliffhanger aspect. You know, like, I was kind of lucky enough that I didn't get into it when it first started because I think I would have died if I'd had to wait a week for an episode. So I was able to binge listen to both series, series this, series I, all the way through. It, the production values on this are out of this world. Her voice is amazing. You know, they use a lot of mixed media. So there's like one of the things that's classic from Serial is the sound of you have a call from a correction facility in blah, blah, blah. Um, and they do interviews, they do discussions. You can hear her like tramping through woods, um, having chats with her producer. It's just amazing. And the story is so compelling. And each episode you're like, he did it. Then the next episode you're like, he didn't do it. And I came away at the end of it. I don't have an opinion. I don't know whether he did it or not. Have you listened to this one, Belinda? Yeah, yeah. I've I got hooked on series one and much like you, I didn't get I didn't listen to it when it was just coming out week by week yeah. because I could not have handled that. <laughs> um as it was, when I binge listened to it, I pretty much ignored my family. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time where I'm like, what, are you talking to me? No, I'm listening. I'm, no, no, I'm not available. Um, but I, I lost it in Series 2. Um, I think it was the context of the American military. Yeah. I just just wasn't really interested. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it, it wasn't good. It just, well, I wasn't interested. Yeah. I mean, I think he was a very interesting character. Um, yeah, and I, to be honest, I could listen to Sarah Koenig reading out her shopping list and be enthralled. I think she's just kind of a fabulous storyteller great voice and you know she does she's taught and how you know we're trying to always pull this back to how it's helped us in our business I think she and listening to her was one of the podcasts that really made me think about how I talk and you know if you're listening to this you might find my voice annoying you might find Belinda's voice annoying but you know I really tried to slow down to leave some pauses to you know mellow the way that I speak because it is going directly into somebody's ear um, and you can't feel shouty wouty and I think Sarah kind of does a great job of that like you are hanging on her every word I think she's I'm kind of in love with her um, yeah and I, I understand she's I'm, amazing I've never visited the website I don't know what she looks like I don't want to know what she looks like I just I just want to hear her one of the things I got from this pod was I started thinking about emotional journeys a bit more. Um, even just, you know, we talk about putting yourself in your customer's shoes and stuff like that. But, you know, one thing I talk about with my students is like you have to think about the challenges your potential clients are facing and the emotions they're going to be feeling. One of this podcast um put that in a much stronger light. Like I really was on an emotional journey. Like as you said, one episode I was like, he totally did it, then the next he wasn't. And I felt frustrated and angry and depressed and all these kind of I they they took me through that roller coaster. It was very well planned out. And so I started thinking about 
the emotional side of doing transactional business with clients a little more strongly. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I didn't. Was that too I, deep? Was that too deep? No, it wasn't. It's just um, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I made. I didn't make that connection. I must admit that you know when I listen to these sort of story pods, I don't even think about. I don't even know where I am, who I am. Do you know what I mean? I'm just an amorphous blob taking in the podcast, not really connecting it back. But yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. The, the way that they take you on the roller coaster, the tension, you know, the stakes that they put in there, like they really. You know, they build you up in a total direction and then they totally take, you know, so you're like, oh, that evidence and that evidence and proof and proof. And then they slowly pull the rug out from underneath you again and say, and then you feel a fool that you believe the evidence. It's very, very well done. Love it. Yeah. Well, my my next one is actually the the business one that I don't miss and it's Sean D'Souza's three-month vacation. Um, Now, as I said, this is one of the few business ones that I listen to all the time um, because I kind of go through fits and bursts. But one of the kind of Sean D'Souza's things, if you don't know about him, he has a website and a business called Psychotactics. But this is the pod's called The Three Month Vacation because Sean and his wife um, take holidays for three months out of every year. And it's not necessarily three month, three consecutive months. They do it month, uh, three month long holidays during the year. But this podcast is kind of about enjoying what you do so much that you can then take three months worth of um, holidays or vacations, as they say here, um, throughout the year. So the reason I, I like this pod is it has a really consistent structure, which I find really reassuring. Like he breaks each pod into three sections. And so you get, say, three three bits of advice. Um, and the advice he gives is really clear and really actionable, which is what I really like. Um, I tend to walk away with specific things that I am going to focus on. Um, and he puts a lot of effort into the production. So there's a lot of music, which, you know, you may not like the music, but I, I kind of like the fact that he he puts that effort into it. It's something that he really crafts and I feel his I feel that passion of his behind it. But mostly I love listening to the end of an episode going, Shh, I'm gonna I'm totally gonna do that. So it, he's changed my perspective on a few uh copywriting things or marketing ideas and and I dig that. That's great. Maybe we should think about having a more of a structure. Maybe maybe at the end of this we can <laughs> take some more learnings out and apply them to us. I guess we have a structure, but maybe not as clear as that. Yeah, I've listened to a couple of these. I must admit I did find the music kind of grating. Like it seemed like every – you said a sentence and then there was more music. Um, but what I do like about Sean D'Souza's style and everything he does is he's you know very into stories and telling stories. In fact, um, I met Sean at the We Are podcast event, which I spoke at recently, and he showed this amazing video of baby geese being thrown off a cliff, which sounds terrible. It was terrible. <gasps> we were all horrified. Um, but the tension was there, and he was just talking about the story arc. And exciting news, we're going to have Sean D'Souza on the podcast soon to talk about how stories – uh, are so important in copywriting and business. So we'll update you all soon when when that episode's going to be. But that's exciting, isn't it, Belinda? Because I know you're oh. a huge fan. You're going to have to turn up and giggle and flick your hair. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, when you posted that picture on Facebook when you were at the We Are podcast, I did I did go into 
silly girl giggling mode. So I'll be putting on my most professional voice and playing it super cool. But I think he's got a lot to share that he's so I met him um, at a conference last year and he's just extremely generous with his advice. He's not a guy who says, oh, I've got some great stuff, but you got to buy me, you know, buy my book or buy my course or buy my this before I'm going to tell you. He He's one of those guys that just gives it away. Yeah. Good dude. I'm looking forward to having him on on the show. Um, Okay, my next podcast is called Revisionist History. um, And it's a podcast from a guy called Malcolm Gladwell with Panopoly Media. I'm just getting that right so that we pronounce everything properly. So the, the first series, which is now finished, had 10 episodes in it. And kind of what the concept of the show is that it goes back and kind of revisits or reinterprets something from the past, whether it's an event, a person, or an idea. So something small that might have been overlooked or or misunderstood. And he, again, kind of investigative journalism, maybe more like uh, feature journalism. He just goes over the story again from his perspective and adds layers and nuances and new stories. And I think the episode that really stood out for me was episode seven, uh, which is called Hallelujah. And it starts off about Elvis Costello's worst record, which is called Goodbye Cruel World. Now, I loathe Elvis Costello and as soon as I heard him start talking about that I was like yawn but if you keep listening this episode was amazing transformative I would even say and it talks really about the role that time and iteration play in the production of genius in production of creative work so you know how some of the most memorable works of arts had really modest and undistinguished births and how people approach approach creativity very differently. So some people, you know, will go will paint the same tree again and again and again, hundreds and hundreds of times, whereas other people will do a five minute sketch of a tree. And which is, you know, it's not about which is better, it's just about different ways of being creative. And this was the one that made me, you know, <laughs> message Belinda on Facebook straight away and go, You've got to listen to this. And you loved it too, didn't you? Yeah, I think transformative is entirely appropriate because you were so excited about this one that I jumped into this series and jumped into this exact episode. And I remember like I remember when I was where I was when I when he explained those differences in creativity and it was it was like boom in my head and I messaged you back just went oh, I've just listened to that bit and <laughs> And for me, like talking about how it's changed us a bit, I, I guess and we're going to be talking, we're going to do a whole pod based on the revelation in this episode. Um, but I think I'm more forgiving about my creative process now. Yes, totally. And I think what was great about it is um, there's a comparison drawn in the episode, which this is going to be our episode, which is a homage to Malcolm Gladwell uh, between Cezanne and Picasso. And I think very quickly... Belinda and I knew which one we were. Like Belinda is Suzanne and I'm Picasso. Uh, she, yeah. you know, she's an iterative creative. You know, um, I think I think you would agree, Belinda. You're quite detail focused and you like to be very prepared. And I'm much more off the cuff, less prepared. Whack it out there, full of mistakes. But brilliant. But we're both brilliant. Um, and oh, well, that sounded awful, but we're both okay. <laughs> well, the, the thing really I got from that particular episode was that, yeah, 
I I can stop comparing myself, say, to your process yeah. because I have my own process and it gets there and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, that we, Belinda and I often have challenges. We even had a challenge about this episode because I felt quite good that I'd done the Belinda way, like I'd spent some serious time putting together the episode notes and writing it all out and I hadn't done my usual Kate thing where I'm just like, we'll talk about this, that's it, one line. And then Belinda came in and she changed things. <laughs> but I did it your way and you know uh, so it's, it's it's also important to understand how your creativity relates to other people and we've got an episode coming up I think it's our next episode with Kathy Topping where we're talking about how we how to work with designers and understanding what type of creative person you are and how you work is so important so that when you meet someone who's the opposite you don't kind of judge them. You don't try and bend them to your will. You let them do their thing. Do, do, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, this is a series that I totally binge listened to after you yeah. showed me the light. And I have to admit I've listened to all but one of the episodes because I'm not prepared to let it end. And so I've <laughs> just left one episode that I'm just not going to listen to until the series two comes out. Oh, but I think you can re-binge. Like I think I would... Uh, You know, when I was writing up the notes for this episode, I was like going through them on the website, which I've never visited before. And I was like, did I listen to that one? I want to listen to that one again because I can't quite remember it. So I think you can go through them all again, baby. Yeah, but this one is such an interesting, like This American Life. And like a lot of the pods that we're talking about here come from NPR, which is the American National Public Radio. And it just shows that public radio can produce such good stuff. But like This American Life, it's just, it's storytelling and it's, um, it just takes me away where I get so involved in what I'm being told. Yeah, and I think also, like we, you know, if you're listening to this and you have your own podcast, I think the big difference is obviously the production values of these shows are amazing. You know, when at the end they reel off the number of people who are involved in the show, you're like, yeah, twenty people produced this show. This is funded. It's not like me and Belinda in a, in a and Belinda Belinda's in her cupboard and I'm under a duvet in my bedroom. <laughs> do you know what I mean? This is the big. <laughs> yeah. So we might do another episode where we actually talk about like small amateurish podcasts like our own because you know these guys have got a huge advantage on us and you know they're getting paid to do their podcast we're not so uh if you listen to some of these and think oh my god i'll never be as good as these that's fine we probably won't and nor will we but we're a different kind of thing so that's fine yeah that's (laughs) right i mean we have been talking about a few american ones my next one is actually an english podcast called there's no such thing as a fish okay i've not heard of this thing Oh, okay, cool. I love the title to start with. And it might need a bit of backstory because it's created by the team of uh, researchers behind the TV show QI, which no is an way. English. Yeah, oh yeah. My so, God, show. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't, if you're listening and you don't know what QI is, it's a it's a British panel show, and QI stands for quite interesting. And they basically have um, Stephen Fry used to host it, and there's uh, a new host now. Um, and they have four guests on, and they talk about facts that are quite interesting. And basically, you get points for being. Um, more interesting than everyone else. So the research team behind this show, which is a fabulous show, have their very own podcast and their own TV show actually. And what they do is they sit around and they discuss their four best, most interesting facts of the week. And it's just 
funny and interesting and nerdy and um and I love it this is something that I listen to with my husband and you know I guess I mean it's interesting that's why I love it mainly it's made my dinner con- dinner party conversation a lot more interesting <laughs> which which is kind of laughable because I'm pretending yeah. like I actually go to dinner parties wow. Nobody nobody believes that, Belinda. They all know that you're at home watching Midsummer Night Murders. We all know this. Yeah, well now they all know that I'm listening watching to watching Midsummer Murders and listening to nerdy podcasts. <laughs> well that's fine. That sounds amazing. And that is going on my pod list because I've actually run out of episodes of most things now and I'm on weekly rations where I have to wait for new ones. So that's that's a discovery for me in this episode. I can't wait to listen to that one. Awesome. I mean, and the re- the other reason it's good is that you can listen to any episode at any time. There's no story to it, so you can jump around. That's good. I do like to listen to them in order, though. I'm very anal. <laughs> this one. And that brings me to talk about the, my next one, which is called Criminal. Um, so... Uh, You know, the description is that Criminal is a podcast about crime, which makes it sound like it's going to be gritty, true crime, you know, bodies discovered in woods. And believe me, after I finished Serial, I did go on a hunt for similar podcasts. And I listened to the beginning of so many podcasts that were just dark and macabre and kind of kind of gross like going into like real detail about murders and horrible things and you know no disrespect if you love true crime and that kind of really dark stuff but for me it was just way too dark you know I don't want to revisit like terrible Fred West style killings and go through every detail of what they did you know which is what a lot of these podcasts are so criminal is not that that's really important to know criminal it's about it's stories of people who've done wrong or been wrong or got caught somewhere in the middle. So there's some really interesting episodes there. Like episode one, it's really interesting. It's about this woman who who dies, who falls down the stairs and dies, and her poor husband gets sent to prison. But this criminal expert believes that she was actually attacked by an owl. Now that sounds almost comedic, but it's not. Like the owls actually do peck giant holes into people's skull. Their their beaks can go all the way through. It's like, who knew that about owls? Um, So that one's quite dark. But then there's another one about this guy, Officer Talon, which is episode 29. It's about this police guy who has a German shepherd, but it's old and he has to get a new dog. And it's about his relationship and how he tries to keep the dog separate because he doesn't want the old dog to feel neglected and he's not still a police dog so he pretends that the old dog is still a police dog oh you know and then there's uh, there's another one episode 49 called the editor about this guy who was sent to prison for like such a long time for like a really minimal crime that he didn't really even commit he was kind of set up for it and he starts reading the dictionary he can't read when he goes in he starts reading the dictionary and then he gets the encyclopedia uh, Webster's, uh, some Merriman encyclopedia, and he starts finding errors in it and inconsistencies and writing letters to the editor of the encyclopedia, and they make the changes, and they're really appreciative. And it's this story of the relationship between this guy in prison and the editor of this you know, big encyclopedia, and the guy in prison gets sent to solitary confinement, and they take away all his books. And so he goes on hunger strike. This is all true. It's not made up. It's actually happened. And the editor gets involved and writes to the governor and, and, and then the guy gets out and, oh my God, it's just, it's amazing. And they're only like 25 minutes long, which sounds, that's a lot to pack in. Wow. Yeah. 
that editor one was actually the first one I listened to oh, while I was traveling to Denver for the Digital Commerce Summit. And yeah, I was hooked because I, I was wondering when you suggested it, I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it might be a bit of a gore fest. Yeah. And that was the first one I chose. And I was like, this is amazing. Isn't that episode, honestly, I cried. I, you know, like you said, you know, where you listen to it. I remember I was walking down onto the beach where I live when the bit where they met for the first time. And I yeah. was crying. And, you know, like to be able to remember where you are when you're listening to a podcast is pretty impressive, I think. So Yeah, and really as you re- said, they, they pack a lot into 25 minutes. Yeah, again, beautiful production batteries. Phoebe Judge has an equally lovely voice. Um, not long enough, not frequent enough. I could listen to five episodes of this a week. I love it, love it, love it. And it's not gory. I think the title is almost a little bit misleading. Um, but sometimes the titles yeah. are funny. Next one. Your next one has a funny title. Yeah, yeah. My next one is called The Nerdist and um, this is essentially a podcast of interviews. So I don't know if you know this guy Chris Hardwick. He's a comedian and he hosts a show called At Midnight and he basically interviews people um, in movies and on TV and producers and directors and artists and stuff and they basically just nerd out on pop culture. Um, So I tend to pick and choose the ones I listen to. I subscribe to it, but a lot of people, I like, I don't know the names of actors and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, swipe. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. But the thing I love about this one is for the people that I kind of maybe have a, like they were in a movie that I love, even if I don't know them or they were a producer or a director or something like that. And I have some reference. The, like, they're often spruiking their, their latest movie, but these are interviews that are kind of about everything but the thing that they're supposed to be promoting. So I, I tend to, I'm always surprised out by the things, surprised by the things that I find out about people like Elijah Wood, for example, Frodo from The Lord of the Rings. Um, he is hella big into horror. And so he talks a lot about the horror movies he loves and stuff like that. And so it's just kind of an insight behind the regular movie star interview kind of thing and they're so casual that it's a kind of a running joke that at the beginning of every podcast you find the guest go um are we starting or this this you know have we already begun so it's just super casual super nerdy about pop culture and they do a lot of sci-fi stuff and they make a lot of doctor who references and, and things like that so it's long i dip in and out of it but it's always really interesting isn't it him and another guy though? Like it's not just him. Isn't there two presenters? Or am I there's a quite- yeah. There's another guy called Matt, um, but he's often not there. Yeah. So it's I just this one. I must admit, and it felt a bit like listening to who are those two guys, Hamish and Andy. That's Andy. Really- yeah. Like it just felt like they were like sort of chatting, like rapping away. Is that the expression? Like in a studio, kind of a lot of in jokes. Like I felt like I'd sort of interrupted three mates having a chat. And I felt like the guests sometimes felt like that as well. They were like, what's going on? I don't really get it. So I listened to one very awkward episode with some movie, female movie star who didn't seem to get in on the joke. And that kind of put me off. But maybe I'll go and try the Elijah Wood episode and see if that one's. Because I think you've got to know the actor to care enough to listen to the whole episode yeah yeah that's that's right and and so that's what I mean I I pick and choose the ones where I'm like oh I'm kind of interested in that person so and then and there are some episodes that I get halfway through and I'm like yeah nah (laughs) but it's still one I subscribe to because it's it's interesting enough 
That's interesting. What ones you subscribe to? I've accidentally subscribed to loads that I now don't seem to be able to get rid of with my phone. So um, if anyone can explain how to do that, I would appreciate it. Um, so my um, next one is actually a business one. I know, shock horror. I do sometimes business ones. And it's the Flying Solo podcast, which is run by um, an Australian guy. He's actually British, but he runs um, a website over here called Flying Solo, which is a kind of a hub for solo business people, solopreneurs, as they like to call themselves. And Robert Garish, um, you know, there are a lot of business interview shows, like every other show seems to be an interview show and the same people are interviewed again and again and again. But some people are good interviewers, some people just aren't. And Robert Garrett is great. So he's he's very, his voice is, I, I described it, I reviewed it, and I said it sounds like butter melting over whole wheat toast. Because I thought that was a good, good metaphor or analogy or something. Um, he's got a lovely voice, very measured, but he's quite snarky. Um, it's quite funny, like, you know, sometimes people sort of slightly big up themselves and he'll just make a little remark, not nasty, not snarky, but just just a little remark, just a little knowing comment. Um, and he doesn't just let people do their spiel. You know how some people get on podcasts and they're like, you just know that this is the spiel. This is my story that I've told a million times of how I set up in a garage and employed 15 people. You know, that thing, he doesn't yeah. let he stops them and goes yeah but why and why did you do that and when did that happen you know it's so it's good again you know you kind of scroll down the list of guests and go nah 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 and then you <clears throat> then you find one that you think is interesting um so yeah that's that's one I would recommend I don't know, you know yeah this is one I haven't listened to and you've mentioned to it, me it mentioned it to me once before so I think I should go back to it because like you I'm currently kind of looking through my pod list going oh well that one's finished well that one's finished yeah. well, that one okay I need some new pods and I think I should I should touch on this one yeah it's good and it, it's actually coincidentally the first podcast that I was ever featured on a very very long time ago so please don't go and listen to that episode because I sound like a buffoon I had <laughs> I highly no idea what I was talking about so um I still don't but um, now I don't care but I did then um anyway but it's, it's worth a listen um, and you know out of the business ones I think it's pretty pretty strong Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tune into that one. Um, so my last one, I think it's my last one, is another British podcast, <laughs> and it's it's from BBC Four. So we we make these jokes, and I'm a bit of a nana before my time, and this is a classic example where my husband and I listen to BBC Four Radio, um, and. It's old school radio programming. So it's a topical news quiz from England. Um, so my husband's English. We lived in England for four years and, and, on, and upon coming home to Australia and then coming to America, we've kept in touch with the kind of shows that we watched in England, which were news panel shows, which you basically tend to get comedians talking about news. So um, this is Pod's a radio version of that. And you get like many, many radio stations like Australia's Triple R, um, all the BBC stations in um, the in England and NPR in America. These are things that are produced for the radio, but they also republish them as podcasts as well. So um, I just love this show because it's super funny, it's topical, but it's not going to be for anyone who isn't interested in English news. <laughs> Do you keep... Um, in touch with sort of English shows and stuff like oh, that, Kate? Okay? 
I mean, BBC Four was on in my house constantly when I was a kid. Like, my mum and dad, BBC Four all the time. I mean, I think that's where I got my education from just listening to that all the bleeding time. And whenever we went on long car journeys, it would be Woman's Hour, which is also a show that you can get as a podcast, which is great. I highly recommend it. Um, The News Quiz. There's another one called I'm Sorry, I Haven't a Clue. Um, There's loads of them. And... uh, yeah, you know, they're very political. You kind of got to have an idea of who's in power. You know, obviously they take a, they used to take a lot of mick out of uh, Boris and, uh, you know, David Cameron and stuff. But they're fab. And I just think British that British humour, it works so well, like QI, that witty, very sharp, very insightful, but quite clever humour, rather than just buffooning humour where people are falling over stuff. It's just so well done. And in England, you can actually go and being a member of the audience. So I used to, it's a great free night out. In London, you can you pitch up um, at the studios, you get a free glass of horrible wine, and you go in and you watch it being recorded, and it's fantastic. So those laughs in the audience are all real, and people like me were laughing there. It's fantastic. I would love that. Would yeah. Love it's that. <laughs> well, that's it. That's the end of our list, I think. I could talk about this all day. Um there's obviously lots of other ones that I dip into. Uh, like I've listened to a couple of Tim Ferriss's because he's always at the top of every ranking all the time. Um, Business Addicts with my good buddy Lauren. Um, I really am enjoying Katie Wyatt's Wellness Entrepreneur podcast. It's kind of quite coachy, um, quite soothing. She kind of gives like sort of you know positive advice. I like that one. Um, I dipped into some Amy Porterfield uh, ones, which are quite tactical. So they're quite good because it's like, an episode on how to do this on Twitter or something like that. And they're, they're, they're quite good, but I don't listen to any of these regularly because as I said, my pod time is my happy time. It's my walking my dog time. I want to be transported. I don't want to be worrying about work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the podcasts that I dip in and out of are basically all the copy blogger ones. Um, but I had to unsubscribe from a lot of them because it was just, there's, they they produce so many podcasts, like they have a proper digital network that my brain was just getting all full up and I was like we are talking about at the beginning of the show, just but FOMO yeah. and I started feeling a bit too anxious about all this stuff that I wasn't doing. So I've moved away but I still dip in so I kind of scroll through the headlines and see if one will be interesting yeah. um, to tune into. Another one I kind of dip in and out of is one called Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Oh, yeah, I've listened to a couple of those as well, yeah. So just, you know, I'm like I like, the things I like to read about are things, you know, self-improvement but from like a mindfulness and yeah. wellness and happiness point of view because I think that's kind of important to work on and I'm happy to pick up tips. Yeah, you should listen, try that Katie Wyatt one. You might enjoy that one as well because it's kind of an Australian person. They might, you know, enjoy that one. Give that one a try, maybe. Oh, well, I've got a few to try out now, Kate. <laughs> so just before we finish, we just wanted to talk a little bit about the where um, and, the, you know, where we listen to podcasts. And, and one of the reasons this came up for me is one of our lovely listeners sent a picture of herself uh, tramping through the hills and said, I'm listening to the Hot Copy podcast. She'd taken a selfie. And honestly, me and Belinda were thrilled, weren't we? We were just like, oh, my God, that's so exciting that someone, you know, over there is listening to us. Um, so, uh, you know, I think it's interesting to talk about where you listen to pods. And we'd really be interested as well if um, 
anybody is willing to share where they listen to the Hot Copy podcast. So if you want to head to our Facebook page or our Twitter page and let us know. But where do you listen to pods, Belinda? Um, mostly while I'm walking. I take a walk every day, take the dog, take the kid, but it's a slow walk. I have a toddler. <laughs> well, I don't even walk fast enough for my watch to register what I'm doing is, is exercise. Um, so I, that's when I tend to listen to my pods. Um, but I don't listen on every walk because I talked about mindfulness just then, but I think those are good opportunities for me to talk to my daughter about nature and stuff. Um, so it's not regular. The other things is the shows that I share with my husband. We put the speaker out onto the back patio and we sit in our chairs and we sup our wine and we, we listen to nerdy podcasts. So I told you we were grandparents before our time. That's I what we do that. together. <laughs> Because um, my husband and I watch, you know, stuff on telly together that I think that would be a really nice thing to do, especially as it's getting summer here in Australia. And I've done my veranda. I've done my deck, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. So I have a lovely deck now. So I might get my husband out there and get him to maybe listen to some Radio 4 news quiz stuff. That sounds lovely. For me, I am... Um, you know, I walk my dog every morning. I don't want to talk to him about nature. So I am happy to listen to pods when I'm with him. Um, and... Often I like to listen when I'm doing other jobs. So like when I'm cleaning or I do a lot of gardening and I'm big into DIY because my husband can't change a light bulb, bless him. So, you know, when I'm doing something else, my brain sort of slips sideways and I just go off into the blog, uh, into the pod. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. And I think if I listen to business ones, I'd be frantically looking for a notepad all the time. What I sometimes do is I start the day with a business podcast. So when I'm like tidying my office and organizing stuff and switching my computer on, I might just have a podcast playing while I'm doing all of that. Um, and then I get on with my day. So that's sometimes no, that's what a I good do. idea. Get your game face on with something businessy. Yeah, exactly. You know. Well, a lot of the ones we've talked about, uh, we, we, we love because they take us away from work. Yes. Because <laughs> we, we, like we work hard, but we also have families and lives and you've got to find meaningful relaxation time. Yeah, you do. And what I like about that is, you know, this is a funny thing I said to my husband. Well, it might not sound funny. It might just sound weird. But I was walking the dog and my phone ran out of battery and I literally sort of almost said out loud, but I said it in my brain, oh, my God, now I'm stuck with my brain for 30 minutes. And I'm like, I want to be stuck with my brain. Fill it full of cereal or something like that. Not like not cereal, cereal. Fill it full of criminal or American. Because I don't want to, because all I'll do is worry about this and worry about that. So, yeah, they're good for blocking out the, the noise as well, the mental noise, um, and stopping you thinking about things. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, we've talked about how we we apply these things to our our kind of business, um, and I think we've just kind of hinted at why we both love the pods that we love is that they're actually we don't have to apply them to our business. Yeah, I think that's it, and I think there's you know there's active listening, there's casual listening. I'm no expert on anything like that, but you know. I think there's a lot to be said for listening to stuff that's not about your business so that you get a different perspective because we're surrounded by, especially you and I, Belinda, you know, you're online, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of content coming at you all the time. So sometimes it's nice to hear a podcast about medieval banqueting styles, just completely random or something, you know, just to take your mind off it um, and think about something else. But anyway, I think we're done. I was waffling there. Um, so... 
Uh, we'd love to hear what your fave podcasts are and also where you listen to the Hot Copy podcast. Um, we do read every comment that we get and every post, so we do appreciate them. So if you want to send us those via our Facebook page or Twitter, we'd love to hear from them. Um, but now it's time for um, our, the end of the show. And at the end of the show, we usually do um, a shout-out for one of our listeners. And this week, the shout-out goes to Matt Fenwick, who is a fantastic member of my Clever Copywriting community, one of the few males. We need more men in our Clever Copywriting community. Um, and he said that he just found this. Matt, how dare you say that? I've been telling you to listen to it for months. But love hearing two very successful copywriters with different approaches learn from this. There's three podcast casts I listen to religiously, Radio Lab, Tim Ferriss, and now this. So I thought that was a good one to pick, uh, Belinda, because he kind of mentioned a few other pods as well so we might have to check out radio lab not heard of that one. Oh yeah that's that's i've just started hooking into that actually it's another npr and it's it's storytelling oh great it's another good one very good and what we'll do is we'll include links to all these podcasts in the show notes for the show just head to www.hotcopypodcast to you know find all of these podcasts and leave your comments on the blog post for this episode um, so thank you, Matt, for that lovely review. And thanks to you for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and or Stitcher. Your review will help other people find us and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. So that's it. I think we've gone full throttle on podcasts. I've loved this episode. Thanks, Belinda. Thank you, Kate. Until next time, happy writing. So you're still listening? Great. Because I wanted to tell you about my new podcast, The Recipe for SEO Success Show. Sadly, this one's just me, Kate Toon, but it is packed full of useful, practical, doable SEO tips and advice. You can find it in the iTunes store, on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Just search for The Recipe for SEO Success Show. like a mad I don't know chainsaw man oh no I can't hear chainsaw man he just lives next door and whenever I try to do anything he starts chainsawing I, I imagine him naked in his back garden just <laughs> <laughs> oh, such is my life okay let's go.